0: Hey everyone, my name is Sumble Siddiqui, mayor of Cambridge. And I'm Alana Mallon, vice mayor, and this is our podcast, Women Are Here.
1: Alright, we're here, we made it. It's Friday! So we'll start to talk about TV. <laughs> um, so, Are you watching something? Yes, it's called Love is Blind. Oh my god, I just watched like the first two episodes. I know, so thoughts. <laughs> How far are you into it? Um, we, what did we do? We, uh, I think I watched um, like three episodes so far oh okay so i'm not that far
0: behind you okay so just for everyone it's like a dating show Mm -hmm. on netflix called Mm -hmm. love is blind because you have to (laughs) (laughs) choose it's so absurd so stupid you have to choose your husband or wife part whatever um only talking to them through
1: the through this wall through a wall
0: through a wall and so like your speed dating essentially with there's like a bunch of guys and a bunch of girls it's very binary
1: yeah and so heteronormative it's, right it's
0: ugh. Ugh. anyway so there's all these guys these all these girls and they're all like switching back and forth like trying to figure out who they like through oh a wall, through a wall. It,
1: it's, it's insane so,
0: it's insane because like this one guy was like i love you <laughs> like through <laughs> the wall and they're crying after, sorry after four days four
1: days and then they're like will you marry me <laughs> and then like they have to go in the real world and like right so they, they go get, on like yeah. a vacation which i haven't got to yet and,
0: <laughs> yeah and then they have to move in together and then within 30 days they have to get married yeah to each other <laughs> so <laughs> i watched the whole first episode i was like this is absurdity <laughs> and then I was, they had like the previews for the season and yeah. i was like i oh, know i know my god it's crazy i have to see what happens you have, we have to watch i have it. to
1: see so we're gonna be watching love is blind join us why don't you join us
0: and can we please okay here are the people i hate
1: barnett, barnett. <laughs> <laughs> okay jessica
0: worst her voice uh, i can't i can't i can't. cannot i cannot uh, um and the the guy who's like i'm bi but i'm not gonna tell my wife that i just yeah. proposed to you yeah. until like later he's
1: so annoying He's super annoying. And, and I've heard, like, he just wants to, he's like a, he's one of those reality TV, he wants to be known for reality TV. Ew. Uh, so, yeah. I don't Well, you know. I liked the, the woman he chose. I really. Diamond? <laughs> Diamond. So, yeah. It's, so watch with us. It's, it, I honestly, when that, that first episode, when, like, I think it was Cameron and the scientist, right? Oh, yeah. He's cute. He's just, he's super cute. And he's proposing. I would marry him after four days. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like totally (laughs) but they're like he's weeping like he's just weeping and i'm like what is happening not hot like that's just like he's just like and then he has her i just i'm still like is this real i feel like their
0: story is gonna go a little awry i think i think
1: so i want them to be together i do like them
0: it's one of those things where i was like i think i need to be drinking a lot more alcohol (laughs) during the show because everyone's (laughs) Insane. Burnett. I hate Burnett.
1: Anyway, okay, so you that's we started watching this show last night, basically. Um because it's been a tough week.
0: It has been a really, really hard week. I have I I was joking when I got here, I'm I'm literally wearing my pajamas, people. She is, guys. And I'm not (laughs) kidding. And I don't care. It's it's okay. It's Friday afternoon. It's okay. It was the presidential uh primary this week, super Tuesday, and uh Elizabeth Warren unfortunately had to drop out, yeah, um, due to uh, lackluster showing at the polls, um, and you know there was some consolidating around the moderate in the race, which was Joe Biden, and he kind of he kind of ran away with the uh, Super Tuesday. Um, I will have to say that Tuesday I it was so fun. Now thinking, I feel like it was four months ago, but Tuesday I actually went to Elizabeth Warren's house mm-hmm. with. 500 of our closest friends and relatives and residents um to walk elizabeth warren from her house uh to her polling place and it was amazing it was amazing like it was such a great positive energy everyone was there with their signs and chanting and yelling and then she gave us like great speech and i just felt so full of like hope that we were going to have a female nominee yeah again and to have my heart totally broken um
1: i just wasn't I guess I just wasn't prepared. Oh, and then her YouTube video, or it was on YouTube, her video. Ooh, that was tough. So,
0: yeah, that was really hard. I also um, was Wednesday morning.
1: What's today? It's Friday. I think. No, Thursday morning. Wednesday. Thursday
0: morning. I was uh, walking to work and I was listening to Taylor Swift's The Man. Oh, yeah. Like, if I, if I was a man, I'd be the man. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about her so much, Elizabeth Warren. Like, if she was a guy, she would have already, everyone else would have just dropped out. For sure, for sure. And, you know, all these people who are like, this isn't sexism. Women didn't vote for her either. Right. That's right. Yeah. Just, to, just, let, I know everybody knows this, but like, that's also sexism. I've mm-hmm. not, you know, I knocked on a lot of doors for Elizabeth Warren and I talked to a lot of women who are like, I really love her and I really think she would be a fantastic president, but I don't think that we're ready for a female president and I don't think that she's going to win and we need to beat Trump. So I'm not voting for her. And I was like, <sighs> Well, she would win if you did vote for exactly. her. Exactly. Um, but there's a lot of internalized misogyny um, that happens. And, um, you know, we can't just talk about sexism as if it's just men. Uh, True. So, uh, yeah, I actually stopped by her house this morning. I saw. And dropped off a book and a note of thanks to her because I, I don't know, just felt like doing something. Yeah, no, it's good that you did. And there were a lot, you know, there was like flowers. There was a lot of stuff, yeah. Lo- I mean, that was flowers. at like... Ten o'clock this morning. Who knows what that place looks like now? She probably right. can't even get in her front door. Right? She's like, what is all? This? <laughs> oh my god! Throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. She, and I watched Rachel Maddow last night. And yes, she was, was on there. beautiful and gracious and smart and funny and. Ugh. well, I'll definitely miss her in this voice. Uh, race, now I are
1: stuck with two white men.
0: Oh, ri- very um elderly white Old. men. Old. Yeah. Old. Yeah. So when the report, yeah. when the results were coming in on Tuesday night, yeah. it was just side by side Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders and. Just remembering where we started in this race. Right, that picture. That picture of those five women, four of them senators, one of them a congressperson, and thinking... Women of color. Surely one of these women will be... Like, maybe last time (laughs) it was just that woman. And now it's just become clear that it's not going to be any woman.
1: Yeah. Uh, Well...
0: So we're devastated. I'm wearing my pajamas. It's Friday, um, and... We're here. We're here. Here, though. There were
1: other things that happened this week. Yeah, it was a busy week, uh, so we'll go through some of the the stuff. So Monday's council meeting, uh, there's a lot going on. One of the big things was uh, the fact that the city uh, set aside $15 million, uh, which is really $40 million, to preserve homes for uh, our residents at the uh, Rinch Towers, where I grew up. Um, And so... Uh, we've talked about this a while for for a while i've talked about this for a while you've been Nepal. working on this for. i've a while. been working on it uh you know these are properties that there are 504 units that were built in the uh 19 late 1960s under um a now defunct federal program which provided low market financing in exchange for a period of affordability and so these units were kept affordable under the terms of a affordability restriction so that's usually called a use uh, use agreement uh among the owner the city and hud and so this there's basically two types of units there's section 8 and then there's these below market interest units and section 8 units that there, there's about 338 and these are being renewed uh, through hud with the owner which is great amazing uh and now there's all these other there's about 166 units that because this uh that program is no longer around uh we it was going to be expiring december 31st in 2020 so we are now um it's a kind of complicated process but the money will be used to basically buy down buy the affordability and keep those uh affordable so that the owner is not going to go to market rate so that really that the
0: end of the day 504 families won't have to find a
1: new place, a new to, place live. to live so it's great um I wrote an op-ed about it as well uh, that's in the Chronicle or should be out next week. It's on Twitter. Oh, I saw it. You saw it? Yeah. Oh, I think I... Oh, yeah, you did see I am so bad at Twitter. I think I tweeted it or maybe I'm not. Anyway. <laughs> I think the Chronicle tweeted it and yeah. then I retweeted it. Yeah. You're the best. Don't worry. I got to not tweet it. <laughs> One
0: of the things yeah. they said the other night, and I keep forgetting to follow up on this and maybe you know the answer, is that there were 10 expiring use... Um, buildings or situations in Cambridge. Mm-hmm. And we have, um, this was the ninth out of the tenth. This is the tenth. The tenth of the tenth. Okay. So
1: we have addressed all of all 10 expiring uses at this point. Um, okay. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So the city has made a huge effort in 2009. They realized, oh, the next 10 years, we have quite a number of affordable, um, you know, expiring use properties coming up. So let's come up with a plan. And so this was our tenth one but it was is the biggest one so uh these these units will be uh you know affordable for for many many years to come so
0: it's funny i was talking to um we can talk we'll talk about this later but we went to go visit the vaseline six oh, yeah. graders um and one of the things we were talking i was ta- i was bringing home my daughter and two of the girls in her class that were listening to us and we were saying that it was so important to have people in elected positions who ran to do things like, like you yeah. ran. So one of the reasons you ran is so that somebody would keep like a laser focus on, on this issue and make sure, and that, you know, I ran, um, to put a laser focus on other things. And mm-hmm. so it has been great to support you in doing this, but, um, but for you as a mayor to be able to work on this and um preserve the affordability for residents in the building where you grew up that must be,
1: have been yeah it's such an important vote most important vote and i said that on monday so yeah it's, it's it's humbling and it's just um i feel really blessed and privileged to be part of it so it's the work's not over there's a lot to do between now and december 31st but I, it's like wow i get to work on this it's cool it's yeah great. yeah it's great All right. So other news. Yeah,
0: other big news is that an alternate location has been found for the EverSource electric substation that had been planned for Fulkerson Street, um, which was going to be across from the Kennedy Longfellow Elementary School. So that has been found, so that the Grand Junction overlay. Finally passed on Monday night, um, which we talked extensively about last week. So if you aren't caught up in this, I think I spent 30 minutes talking about yeah, you this did. last week. So definitely you can listen to last week's pod- past- podcast. I don't want to bore everybody to death. But essentially the deal is the substation is now moving to where Boston Properties owns what's called the Blue Garage on Binney Street. Alexandria Real Estate gets to redevelop the Met Pipe site, um, which is on the corner of Fulkerson and Binney Street. They will purchase the site where the substation was going to be built, and then the city can develop it into affordable housing or open space. We get to have a community process to decide. Um, and as part of the Alexandria Met Pipe rezoning, we get a critical piece of the Grand Junction Multi Use Pathway from Cambridge Street to Binney Street. In exchange uh, for this, all this like puzzle pieces moving around, um, we'll get we'll probably see an upzoning petition from Boston Properties to build two buildings of commercial space, four hundred thousand square feet on that blue garage site as well so i you know it's really as good of a win as we were going to get right um you know is it's not perfect we are going to get a tremendous amount of additional commercial um space that you know wasn't previously planned for um but i think we all felt i mean it was a nine-to-one vote yeah i think we all felt like getting the grand junction path moving the substation um it was a you said nine-to-one vote <laughs> Oh, did I say nine to yeah. one? Nine nothing. <laughs> nine nothing. Yes. There's 10 of us now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so a nine nothing vote, which, by the way, I don't think I have seen a on nine, an up zoning yeah. ever. Um, it's usually
1: very close. So, um, you know, I think there was, like There's a lot of effort put into this. A and, lot of effort. You know, it's really, that's our job. We weigh, we have, have we've had mm-hmm. to weigh the, the benefits and the some of the negative externalities. In this case, i think we all felt that you know despite that this is the deal and that's how we have to evaluate it so we we i'm glad that's done with for now
0: (laughs) but there will be a whole process there will now be a you know one zoning petition is out the door and then we're going to get another one in from uh, boston so
1: thus it all the work never ends so we also heard from the city manager and his finance team that we have again received a triple a bond rating cambridge is one of 32 municipalities in the country. Uh, that has a triple bond rating and it means that we can borrow money at a lower interest rate so with large bonded projects coming up like the Tobin Montessori and Lane upper school reconstruction uh, this is a this is a big deal financially so and for those of you who don't know we've had this bond rating since 1999.
0: Yeah so there was some conversation about um, what the trade-offs are Mm, yep about you know having such a a strong bond rating and um, some of our property taxes and some of our finance um, the way that we deal with our finances here in Cambridge and we're having a big meeting coming up um, to really talk about some of that stuff because some the times that we talk about it are the times where we have to vote on it exactly so having a proactive conversation That's I think important. was something that we had asked for back when we set the tax rate last year um, another thing that was <laughs> took up quite a lot of time um was one of the surveillance technology impact reports that we um you know we have a surveillance ordinance now so all of the technology in the city that is um currently under the surveillance ordinance has to come up with these technology impact reports and one of the ones that have we've had a large discussion about was on school buses um whether or not um we need to be audio and visually taping our school buses i think um there was a lot of conversation about, um, so Jim Maloney, who's the chief operating officer of the public schools, came to say that, look, 30 to 60 times a year, there is an investigation that is opened by a parent or by the school um, where they need to review that videotape. And It can range from lots of things. The driver, for example? Yeah. So I actually was speaking with uh, one of the vice principals at one of our schools this week, and he was saying he has an open investigation on right now because the students are saying that the, the driver is actually on the phone, on the bus. So there are times where the schools have to open an investigation. There are times where parents open an investigation. I think it's also, you know, there was some conversation about, you know, well, we have bus monitors and why do we need to be taping our kids if we have bus monitors? Well, Anyone who's picked up every day after school. <laughs> um, sometimes there's a bus monitor on the bus, um, and sometimes yeah. they're sick, and there's no like substitute bus monitors. Um, and middle school buses don't have monitors uh, in the afternoon. So I think I heard a lot from um, our special education parents who absolutely need this technology on the bus to make sure that their kids are safe. Um, and, you know, I heard from the ACLU had some questions for me after the Monday night meeting. And I really, you know, I will say this now. I think I said it the other night. I think the again, the benefits really outweigh the the, the, risk, the, yeah. the risks there. Um, and you know, it's not as if parents don't know that this is happening. They have to, you know, it comes in with their um, their packet every year. So for me, this just really the safety. It's a safety issue. We <laughs> Jim Maloney said this the other night, and I am one of these parents where like in other school districts. Your kid goes on a school bus in the morning and comes back on that school bus Monday through Friday. That's it. Here in Cambridge, like my daughter can take um, a bus home on Mondays to Mod Morgan on Tuesdays to the Russell Youth Center on Wednesdays to her grandma's house on Thursday. Like that's a lot to keep track of. And it's a lot of times where there's opportunity for kids to go missing. Um, yeah. Or people need to review tapes for, and there's for
1: rules things. on you know keeping the footage, and right. obviously if it's involved in an investigation, litigation, you keep it for longer. But otherwise, like 30 days, 30 days yeah. and it's anyway it's not in the cloud, <laughs> uh, so there's it, I think most I think most of us felt the same way. So
0: and I think these are good conversations to have. Right, we have to that's have why them. that's you why have we have this, or- yeah. <laughs> this ordinance in the first place. Right. So that was that when um, we moved that one forward, and then. On the policy order side, it was a little bit of a light week on the policy orders. Thank God. Um, I think the most important one was an order uh, sponsored by Councilor Simmons, asking for a full report for what the city is planning for a cor- the coronavirus. Um, actually, we at public comment we had an epidemiologist from Harvard's Chan School of Public Health offer his insights and services. He's a Cambridge resident. And he has two children in the public schools, and so he's deeply invested um, in this issue. And I think could be a great resource for us and the Chan School of Public Health in general we have all these amazing resources in Cambridge it's always like somebody comes to public comment and they're like I'm the world's leading expert on um pandemics and you're like you live here right so wild um but so I'm, I'm hoping that we are using each and every one of these uh resources to plan for this virus I don't know we were just discussing before we got on Um, the podcast that a story broke last evening that Biogen, which is based here in Cambridge, held a management conference at the Long Wharf Marriott in Boston. Uh, And three of the attendees, none of who live here in Cambridge or even the greater Boston area, but they've all tested positive for the coronavirus. And so the other attendees have been asked to work from home for the next two weeks. So that meeting was on February 26th and 27th. And so those managers that are Cambridge-based have presumably all been back to work (laughs) on Benny Street (laughs) um, between the 27th and when they were aware of the three employees and asked the managers to stay home. So that's a little concerning, um, you know, having some folks right here uh, in Cambridge that um,
1: might have been infected. So there's, there's a lot to talk about there. There's so much to talk about. I just was in like an almost two hour meeting about this issue and kind of the next step. So you'll be hearing the public, the, the Cambridge public schools have heard a lot of internal communications yeah. Uh, You've probably received some, mm-hmm. if, uh, you know, some travel guidelines if you're coming from specific countries, hotspots, hot spots, how to, you know, self-quarantine. Um, but, you know, we I think the city has to also do a better job of, you know, we have to communicate to our employees what and our residents. And then the other that's an internal factor. And then then to our residents as well. And we are an employer, too. Yeah. And so there's there's just there's a lot that um, is also this the situation is evolving evolving. every day Mm -hmm. and so it is um it is unique but i think we we have to do just we have to do a better job of a much more coordinated effort and so we you know the same this doctor came on tuesday night to school committee as well okay and so there's i think it's bill bill Bill, yeah so there's a lot to do on this um but we'll we'll keep you posted
0: Yeah. I mean, so Cambridge, we are a huge employer. And as I found out recently, we have a strict no working from home policy. So like things like that need to be looked at and addressed. And, you know, I, I, I did speak with that, um, doctor after the meeting and he was like two weeks from now is too late. And I was like, I just want to assure you, like, it's not that no one's doing anything. and It's not that no one's planning anything, Mm -hmm. but that's when the report will come back. So, you know, I hope that our residents understand that there are all these conversations happening and these plans
1: happening. Um, yeah. Okay. So another stuff that another policy order that um, was out there was uh, on supporting various bills on the state legislature, uh, which would allow um, municipalities to institute a real estate transfer fee. Uh, there's, I think the council has talked about this. A real estate transfer fee can. Yeah, but it's a home rule petition. It's right? a home rule petition, yeah. and so we haven't we haven't submitted a home rule. Right. And I think Somerville yeah. has and Somerville, is Boston has a yeah. lot of other cities. So I think if the city is planning to submit a home rule, um, But I think... It would know, be easier if the legislature just passed just it. Just passed it so that we could have yeah um, some authority. And, it, like, it's an enabling act. So then, you know, you really... Each city could do what they want. Um, when is that... Um, one of those hearings all happening? They've... A lot of them happened already. So this is, like... I see it's we're been supporting, supporting this thing uh-huh. yeah yeah uh, you know and so it's like in the revenue committee or something right now somewhere so or ways and means or something yeah yeah
0: I was just reminded yesterday that um, July is really sort of the drop dead date for the legislature <sighs> yeah um, because they are all up for election and so um, it just kind of stops the legislation right. the right. legislative session mm-hmm. um, so you know if this doesn't come out of committee by then, then Then it's another, yeah, Yeah. then it
1: dies. So, so we're gonna, we have to keep pushing,
0: keep pushing. Um, another thing, um, I asked for a report back on the work that you actually started Zumble last term on developing a a vacant storefront registry from our economic development division. So we, um, can actually hold a hearing on this subject with all the facts that we've collected over the last six months or so with local businesses and property owners. So, I've been meeting with the local business associations um, and Cambridge Local First, and I'm excited to dig in on a few issues to help support our small local businesses. And developing a, a vacant storefront, you know, policy is definitely among. Um,
1: am i keeping you awake (laughs) sorry i've yawned 10 times (laughs) i told you i had tea before we got here i know i needed to got just been haunting into people like is this a podcast or what is this (laughs) yeah anyway yeah so that's great i'm glad you asked for that
0: yeah and actually we there is a a committee hearing on the calendar to talk about this so that was
1: the council wrap-up um what have you been up to Madam Mayor. Uh, so busy. Well, I've been up early because I've had a so- school oh. visit. Then I had the Harvard Square Business Association. The thing I had to speak at. It's just been like uh, like a lot. We were so. at Tutoring Plus. We were Tutoring Plus Fundraiser last night. Fundraiser until like 8.30 yeah. last night. So I had school committee on Tuesday night. Um, so the fun thing that we've both been doing is a lot of individual classroom visits um just in the last week you know we went to Gramman park's first i went to a Gramman park fourth grade class we both went to a Gramman park's first grade class we went to a class sixth grade class this week at upper at vaster lane upper school and like i was saying this morning i visited three classrooms of kindergartners at Cambridge. three classrooms of yeah, kindergartners this, this morning they were adorable they made a huge sign for oh me. i know i heard welcome mayor Siddiqui, like just the cutest i'm like i want to hug all these children i obviously can't but like you know also i don't want to get sick but i'm like oh my god i want to be a teacher uh they're just so adorable and they were so cute and nice i just love them well i
0: think that you had a different experience with the sixth graders because you're not used to middle schoolers i
1: was so annoyed by these kids oh not jasper though Jasper's the best um it was just it was they were very rowdy and they were just coming in and out, and like the, it just was too much for me. Yeah, so I learned a little bit about
0: the um, some of the policies at Vaseline. Like, if you are in a class and you want to leave, you can tab out. You can take a break, but you have to go into another class. So there was <laughs> like I yeah, didn't kind know of like that. Wondering me neither. <laughs> until I was, I was like Jasper, why were all these people kind of coming in and out? And she was like, Oh, well, because you can tab in and out, but it has to be. You can't just like tab into art or um, a special and i was like wow so you'll just be sitting in social studies and random other sixth graders will just kind of come in and sit quiet sit quietly (laughs) um but anyways it's just so funny because i am my life right now is all just middle schoolers and right. ninth grade. You're like, just like, not phased. I would, I'm just so not phased. Like, I think if I went to a kindergarten class, I'd be like, who are these people? Like, my kids are just so big. Yeah, yeah. They're it's, so big. So but funny. those first graders at Grandma Parks were so cute. They were <laughs> <laughs> They were so cute. And they asked the cutest questions. about like,
1: they were so earnest. I know. I know. We just, that was that was really fun. That was really fun. That, that was, really that really was fun. three classrooms of, of, like, first graders, right? Yes. Oh. They were adorable. We had a we had a blast. So, it is it's it's this is one of the highlights of the job for sure.
0: Yeah, so I worked in the mayor's office for two years, as you guys know, and I I know how like grueling the schedule can be with events and crises and meetings and staff and the million speeches, the million speeches you have to give. Um, but it is really rewarding when you're with kids who are looking up to the mayor and excited to meet you. Like you're yeah. at their school. Yeah. You know, I keep thinking about Elizabeth Warren and how devastated we are that she's like not going to be president. But for these kids, like you're the president. Right. You know what I mean? Like you are the person in their city that is like the
1: boss and so that gives me hope they they just are so adorable they're just they oh i want to i just love love i even want kindergarten i just oh. was my friend liz the librarian there she brief i she walked me in she was really oh sweet. she did she was okay there. yeah anyway now i have kindergarten fever i want to visit all the kindergartners now and you should I, I should why not you should so the cambridge 2020 u.s census um Complete Count Committee has hired eight part-time census outreach workers who are going to begin their work next week. I've been seeing the signs every Yes, there's one outside of my office. It will help with outreach at community meetings and events and be present in community spaces to help residents complete their U.S. census online. Online and phone self-response starts next week on March 12th. And toll-free numbers for help completing the census over the phone in English and 12 other languages are available on our website at cambridgema.gov slash 2020census. And the Cambridge Ca- Complete Count Committee is also working to plan events on Census Day, which is April 1st, and we will be deploying census kiosks in locations across the city in the coming weeks to offer places where residents can fill out their f- form if they don't have internet access at home.
0: Yeah, this is really important that we count every single person, and I think there there's a tremendous effort to make sure that we're counting everyone because that's how federal dollars are allocated. Yep. Um, but there's a, a fear that a lot of immigrants... Uh, won't fill it out for fear of um retribution and lots of other reasons right. so um really getting every single person it's i mean it's, this is a national a nationwide yeah. effort this year my but office
1: is going to be heavily involved so really important issue yeah, to me so
0: a hundred percent i mean if we are if we need that funding right gotta make sure everybody's counted um another event that's happening is um we wanted to let everybody know about uh my favorite topic <laughs> rats 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 um this is a big issue right now huge and so if you are experiencing a rat problem i feel for you um there's ditto um but just know that we are working uh tirelessly on this our inspectional services department in coordination with the city manager's office has reallocated some staff and resources to focus on these complaints from residents because we know that it's it's such a big issue while rodent complaints and sightings increased 200 percent last month over the previous month um, i think part of that might be because um we had specifically asked people to share information so that we could prioritize areas um because we and then we sent out a rodent mailer in mid-february just to to outline how to do that Um, our Inspectional Services Department staff were able to prioritize these cases and increase their resolution rate by 190%. um, And in doing so, they also decreased the time it took them to respond and resolve complaints by 34%. This is very data. (laughs) I did did a data thing here. Down (laughs) to an an average of 3.8 days. So staff is really um, going to be continuing to focus on these issues while also in her holding internal meetings to plan for some next steps in the city's rodents response. And so. there's
1: like a city rodent task force as well. Yes, Involved. And it, it, it is a very really serious issue and we're taking it very seriously. Yeah. 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 So another thing change the subject. Fun um, stuff. Fun stuff. Uh, Wednesday, March 11th at six 30 at the O'Neill branch. Um, it's there's going to be fam- it's going to be steam steam night family, family steam, steam night. night so families with elementary school age children can learn and play together with hands on things and, and then hands sanny yes jeff <laughs> yes don't yeah be careful of wear gloves um there's also going to be a uh, there they've started a first indoor garden and so you can plant seeds, you can decorate planters, and you can take seed plants to, to take home. So definitely do that.
0: That's so cute.
1: Yeah, and also that night um, this is, if you don't want to go to Family steam Night, the high school is having their festival show at 7pm uh, at the Fitzgerald Theater, and the festival show is the show that uh, the drama department does every year. And this is what you know, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon did when they were in high school here. Why, not? why aren't we friends with them? I know, why am I not friends with them? Um, but you perform, uh, with other high schools across the country and you do a piece. And so some of, you know, I was, uh, I did a lot of theater back in the day. Did you? Yes.
0: Mm -hmm. Did you also break your ankle? (laughs) Oh my God. March 16th is coming. (laughs) March 16th. It's going to be two years. Do you want to know something? So Louis called me the other day and he's like, when did we start working on children's savings accounts? And I was like. Um, okay, so Sumble was on crutches, so it was definitely March of twenty eighteen. Like my whole everything, like uh, my whole memory of everything is like whether you were in the hospital or you were on crutches, or she you was had one the, of the first you people had the I called. Boot, or if you had, yeah. the, like there was like stages where I, I only know that things happened in certain months based on where you are in your recovery. <laughs> I know
1: gosh we've been through a lot <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so that's march 16th everyone um but Wait. what was i saying so the show yeah okay. you, everyone knows i did theater so it come it's called chaos and everyone has been saying it's amazing people have said they've gone and cried so i I'm like going. crying or you should go i'll be yeah i don't know if you're Wait, available it's saturday this Saturday? no i'm sorry it's wednesday the march 11th
0: oh okay so, so we'll be back um I also, while you're mentioning CRLS, and I didn't put this on oh, here, yes. shout out to the girls' basketball oh, yes. team. They are like killing it. And the hockey it. team. Killing it. The hockey team, is Yeah, changed? the
1: boys' hockey team. Oh, boys.
0: Anyways, the yeah. girls'
1: basketball team. They made it to state finals. So exciting. It's this Saturday night. It's tomorrow, Lowell, and Song and Serena, and I'm so sad that we can't go. I know. So we are there with
0: you in spirit, uh, cheering you on, but for those of you who can get there for our girls' basketball team. Definitely get to Lowell. They would so appreciate having um, some a little hometown love while they were doing this really hard thing. And I'm so proud of them. I want to throw so, them a party.
1: Okay. We should throw them a party regardless okay. of okay. what Okay, everyone
0: remember that because sometimes we get a little distracted. Yeah. Okay. And then lastly, um, in terms of things that are fun to do. Uh, We're having a Mapping Feminist Cambridge. So it's an Inman Square tour led by Kim Topping, who I met last night? Yeah, the Turing Plus. Okay, that's right. Um, So Thursday, March 12th at 6 p.m. The meeting place is to be determined, but this project is sponsored by the Cambridge Women's Commission, the Cambridge Community Development Department, East Cambridge Business Association. For more information, call Kimberly Sansoucy, the Executive Director of the Cambridge Commission on the Status of Women at KSANSOUCY. At cambridgema.gov because it is Women's History Month this month, and as everyone knows, maybe don't know, Women's um, Square was the hotbed of Second Wave Feminism. Huh. Oh yeah, big, big Mabbing door, bed. Mabbing door. So it's actually really, really fascinating, especially, um, you know, in Women's History Month, really figuring out like what what's here right in our backyard. Mm. Um, so we are actually taking off tomorrow. Um, to go to Washington, D.C. to a national conference, the National League of Cities. Um, it is uh, Monday and Tuesday. We will be back Wednesday, um, and we're traveling with our Cambridge Youth Council. So we've got 13 high school students that are going with us. They participate in their own conference, um, their youth conference, their youth delegates. And it is the cutest. It sure is. Um, it is really amazing that a city like Cambridge can um, take 13 students. To DC um, and and make sure that they are participating nationally and I think one of the things they they say every year is it's amazing how much Cambridge does yeah you know when they're talking with other communities and other youth from other communities that um, it is amazing what
1: Cambridge has to offer for our kids that was my second conference I know San Antonio no where'd I, you go the first conference Nashville. We went to Nashville, me and another guy, and then we took five. It was like, no, four kids. And now we take all these kids. It's so many, and it's great. And I I actually have a really
0: <laughs> – I'm a very anxious person. I don't know if you if, know this. If me. you don't know these people. <laughs> so, like, when I go with them, even – they have chaperones, right? There are chaperones that yeah. are with them. And then I'm, always, I'm terrified that we're going to lose one of those kids, and I'm going to have
1: to come back and just explain it to their parents. Like, I don't know. I lost your kid. That's why I'm. I don't know. We're we're both. Oh, we're both on the same flight tomorrow. Oh, I know. Uh, and I hate flying. I hate flying. I hate flying so badly. Uh, it's quick though. It's a quick. It's flight. quick, and then yeah, we there's stuff to do. We're gonna hang out with the young people, and then there's conference stuff. But hopefully, we'll and be back and not be sick. <laughs> I know. I'm like
0: a little bit nervous about same. going I to the like national conference. Same. I think and we're staying are you staying in the hotel yeah are you yeah 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 but like, we all are right yeah last time we didn't stay at the hotel yes. so anyways it's like all happening in the hotel and there's like millions of people
1: and everyone's with their mm-hmm. Germany. i know i'm a little bit like what's going to happen but you know what it's okay it's, it's okay we're going to be fine be great um wash your hands
0: can i just say s- speaking of wash your hands yeah there have been i know you're not like not on twitter but like there have been so many men on twitter who've been like it's so surprising to see so many men in public restrooms washing their hands. Oh, my God.
1: And I'm like, I have so many questions. So many questions. Men are disgusting. Why don't men wash their hands? Because they're nasty. <laughs> anyway, I have a I lot of questions. I know. I that. saw some of the Twitter stuff. I'm, <laughs> we're not going to get into some of it because it's, you know, a little bit, you know, we can't talk about it on on this. But, yeah, it was I saw the Twitter you were talking about. I, like, I know. I was disgusted. there was so many questions. Yeah.
0: And then I saw somebody post, um, is that somebody who works in a hospital in their lab coat? And they're like, yeah, I have to wash my lab coat every day. And this person was like, you work in a hospital?
1: How do you know wash your lab coat every day? Okay. Oh, gosh. Anyway. Anyway, germs are everywhere. Please have hand sanitizer. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm Clorox wipes. And I have a survival kit that okay. I got made. Someone gave and me. And you just told me that
0: I was the anxious
1: one. I mean. Well, I, you're a germaphobe. Huge reference to the Survivor Kit. Um, What's in your survival kit? You'll have to see tomorrow. (laughs) Okay,
0: people. (laughs) I will report back. Totally. yeah. All right. Have a great week. Have a great week. Um, Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.